it is. Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Aries Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. Come with me if you want to live. I was trying to do the musical score to Terminator. It starts off that way. But then I don't know if that got that melody right. Come with me if you want to live. It sounds a little like Rocky in the beginning. Which part? The do 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 Nah. Yeah, that was a little. Nah, nothing like Rocky. Rocky's dead. Okay. Jesus Christ. That's why I don't play an instrument. Come here. So you know what we're talking about. But before we get to that, a uh, couple exciting things in the world of uh, uh, entertainment from the, what do we call it? The boob, what they call TV? Like they call it the boob tube. The boob tube. Is that what it is? The boob tube? Why they call it boob? Because they used to make fun of people who watched it all the time. They were boobs. Okay. So it was say, the yeah. boob tube. Because I was going to say, you know, silver screen is the movies, but the boob tube. August 6th on HBO, it's back. Winning time. Yeah. Uh, it's officially back. Season two. I am so curious to know where they are going with this, even though I think we kind of know. Yeah. Yeah. But the behind the scenes, we have no idea what they're doing right, right about. And that's. Um, yes. That. Are you going to week to week it or are you going to binge it? I probably I'll try to binge some of it, but I know I'm going to check out the new yeah, episodes when I'm at home. I can't yeah, help it. You got to fuck that. I, I can't. I can't do it. You one chip at a time, huh? If necessary, mm. if necessary, I, I just, uh, there's not a, you know, there's a lot on because, uh-huh. you know, Hulu, Netflix, right. uh, Disney, uh, but right. there's only so many things I want to see. I want to see that new, uh, I saw the first episode of the, uh, the new Marvel thing with uh, uh, Sam Jackson. Yeah. Sam Jackson. What's his name in that? Nick Fury. Yeah. Nick Fury. Is it his? It's, it's about him. It's, it's, it's not titled his, but as Nick right. Fury episode, it has a lot of, but it, it, it's good. The first episode was good. I just can't bring myself to watch anything Marvel on a small screen. Get a bigger team. You got to feel like, no, I know, but it feels like that. Those are movie events. Yeah. And this is, let me tell you, dude, when he says this, his screen in his, in his man cave is the size of like some of the small screens. When you go to those teeny movies theaters, like in New York, yeah, some of those little movie houses, it's his, your, your screens as big as those. Well, you know. So you could pretend. Just <laughs> you could just pop some popcorn, burn some butter, and, let it, and you would think you were at the movie theater. I like theater. that. Burn some butter. Yeah. Um, now I know you don't care about this, but I gotta say, uh, and 
you know, uh, they're bringing back season two of Sex in the City. And I think Kim Cattrall makes a cameo. She does. But here's, here's why I'm so done with this. I, I'm done. Uh, and I stopped. I, I, I didn't even watch the whole season of season one. Once Big died, I, I was Big. done. Yeah. But here's why I'm really done with the show now. Besides the fact that Samantha's not in it, major piece to that puzzle. Besides the fact that they killed off my nigga Big, here's what they've done now. Cynthia Nixon, who plays Miranda, is gay on the show. She has a gay girlfriend. Now, for the six seasons that show was on HBO, even the two movies that came after the show was done, we grew up to know this character as a straight woman. She fucked a lot of dudes, dated a lot of dudes. She married Steve, had her son Brady with him. We saw him in the, in, in the revamp uh, new seasons as a, as a teenager now. We knew her character as a straight woman. This feels to me like an agenda because they made her character gay because that's what she is in real life. And this to me feels like an agenda. It'd be one thing if, you, if we established from season one all throughout its whole run that she was bisexual. But she was straight as a fucking arrow. But she never had good relationships. Even the relationship. None of them did. Even, yeah, but even the relationship with Steve was off and on. So, but, but, but the climax to that relationship was they figured it out. Yeah. They got married. They had a son. And like I said, if, they, if there were hints of, and, and Miranda's character, if you knew anything about Sex and the City, was the one who was all business, all boss, the idea of a gay relationship, she would be the one of the quartet to go, uh-uh. So again, if, if, if they had planted the seeds along the way, I'd go, okay, fine. But dude, you sold us on who she was for six seasons and two movies. And this to me just feels like, hey, this is the hip thing to do. Now all of a sudden she's gay because that's what she is in real life. What a coincidence. That's an agenda. You know what, though? You know how you say that it takes you out of the character and changes everything for you? That's the same way those people must feel when they find out their mom or dad is gay after they've been married for 20-something odd years, have, a, have some kids, and then one of them comes out and goes, you know. Uh, I, I don't, it it I, happens in real life. Is okay, but, but, okay, so what I was going to say was I didn't know if you were getting that uh, sarcastically. Yo, it happens. Yeah. And you're right, it does. But this don't feel like that. I'm just saying this feels like she went, I'm gay in real life, so let's make Miranda gay. In which I'm saying, you know, why would you do that? That's not who that character was. Well, because they always had, she always had real relationships. And then when they do address it, when they're only eating ice cream and there's no more romance in their life. And yeah, they were a couple because they were, they had ki a kid and that they felt comfortable together, but that didn't make them a com a com uh, a couple. That didn't but in other words, there was an episode where Samantha experimented with a gay relationship. But that's who Samantha was. Well, she was a sexual beast. She, she was a sexual beast. So Samantha would do that, whereas Miranda would go, eh. But maybe that, that, that would, why it took her so long to come out then. I'm, uh, I'm, that's I'm, an agenda. I, I'm just saying, I, 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 because- I know, of, you're playing devil's no, advocate. No, and, and I'm also saying because of the relationships that she did have throughout the series, and from the, but see, I didn't watch it like you did. I'm, I'm, and you know yeah, and me, so I'm a die So you're all in. That's why I'm saying it's bullshit. So for me, it's easy for me to go, yeah, well, this could this could happen. This happens in real life. So in other words, like, they fucking with the gumbo. <laughs> I 
I know the gumbo when I first had the gumbo and all the years I've been eating the gumbo, I knew I could count on the Oduli shrimp. Is that what you say? Oduli? Yeah. yeah. Adul? I, Whatever that New Orleans sausage is. That sausage. Andouille. Andouille. Uh, the Dooley. Uh, I could count on the rice. I could count on the shrimp. I knew the ingredients to the award-winning gumbo. Now you done took out Samantha. Now Big is dead. Now Miranda's gay. You fucking with my shit, man. You burning my grits. What was Coach Oates and Remember the Titans? You overcooking my grits, Yotes. Whatever that white coach was when Denzel said that to him. They fucking with my grits, Andy. It happens, man. Uh, your your girl still, even though she's much older now, still has her, her legs working for her. Oh, Charlotte? Yeah. Ooh, them legs, nigga. <laughs> They're still good. Them legs, boy. All right, let's let's get to it. Um, of this three-part documentary, Arnold, I love the first two episodes. Seeing, of course, the origins, the beginning. I knew my favorite was going to be episode two because that's he's in the lane. He's in the prime. He's Arnold. He's the movie star. So I love seeing that. And the third one, I damn near went to sleep on. The politics of it. I, I think that third one shows his development and who he is. So we'll still get into that one. Plus, it also shows the relationship that he had, how he fucked up his relationship. Right. Uh, so it, it's interesting. But I asked you this question already. You never saw Pumping Iron, though. You didn't. No, see, and I'm gonna see it. Yeah, you gotta watch. You gotta see it because it, uh, he's. It shows you who he who he is at that youthful stage in his life. Right, and uh, it really. It's not the best. Actually, it's not his best look. But you know what I really like about him? He owns everything he's ever done. Arnold, yes. Yeah. And that, yes. that's what makes this even better is because there's no apologies. There's no, this is just where he was at that time. Right. And he just, he just talks about it that way. And it's, it, you know, he even admits that it's throughout the series. He admits that it's difficult to talk about. And yeah, there's these pieces, but it's his life. And, you know, he can't run from who he, who he, who he was and who he is right. now. So is in terms of, and I don't even know if you could say so, because he is who he is, which at times, you know, he would be the butt of the joke, but it uh, it was what it was. Like, it, my question is, and before you answer, is The Rock today's Arnold? Because when you think about The Rock, and I know we've had this conversation, I know people have said this through email, I know Neri will defend The Rock to the death because that's his guy. But, you know, people go, well, The Rock is The Rock in every movie a la Arnold Schwarzenegger is Arnold Schwarzenegger in every movie. But to me, The Rock oozes charisma. I don't know if what you call Arnold, what he what he does is charismatic, but he oozes something. You know, it, it, as far as the action figure, you know, obviously the muscles, the look, the, uh, uh, you, you bought into it. Because it's confidence. It's his confidence just oozes off of him. But you know, it's not charisma, right? I, I think there is charisma to him, but it isn't that same kind like the Rock has. Rock has. Well, you know what? It's it's unfair to say that. I will say that because when, and they'll talk about it in this too, when he does twins, Arnold can be funny. It's, you see the beginning of his career, you're like, not funny. But then when you right. see, but when you watch Pumping Iron, you can see a little bit of, he doesn't take himself over, he doesn't take himself or life overly serious. Right. And so- yeah, maybe they're maybe they took his journey and his goals serious. Yeah. Like he Which is so fucking listen, man. You know, Sly, Willis, Schwarzenegger, that's my childhood. That's that's my childhood. Uh so I have an affinity for these dudes. 
But the respect level after watching this, through the roof. Yeah. But he, like he said, he visualized it from the beginning. He'd always visualize it. And yeah. Then he would look how to get to that, right. to that step. Where most of us visualize it but never put effort, don't put enough effort into the steps to get there. Or when we hit the roadblock, we go, we change the vision. Right. He didn't change the vision. He just tried to find the other street or avenue to get to it. I tip your hat to this nigga for that. His 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 confidence was Teflon, man. He he just has a different way of looking at things. I to jump ahead, he put it all in perspective when he goes, he's just a kid that came from Tal, Austria. Foreigner, thick accent, turned out to be one of the biggest movie stars of all time, rich beyond his, anyone's dreams, fucked the Kennedy and became the governor. Who the fuck does that? He's the definition of only in America. Yeah. But let me ask you this question, though. Uh, you know what his determination is. You know how he envisioned. Could, could someone of his ilk and where he came from and everything that he was in 1970, you know, the 60s, late 60s, 70s when he came up, could you do that today? Do you think you could really come from nothing, move here, Muscles, whatever yes. he is, and you think you could do the whole thing that yes. he did today? Yes, wow. I, I think even more so because with the exp uh, with the explosion of social media, that's just another avenue, another door that you can open. Uh, and I and I've as I've always said, social media has been the blessing and the curse because it gives everybody a chance, and not everybody deserves a chance. But if you official tissue, then you're going to take that chance and you're going to make do with it. It gives everybody a chance, but it, I don't, I don't I'm say gonna, it. It just makes it waters down. Yes. It, it, yes. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying everybody shouldn't get into Studio 54. No, that that and I agree with that. And social media damn near allows everybody, everybody to in, get in. Yeah. And that's and it's, it waters down, you know, the talent pool. It, it, it's not whatever. It, it might be my own sour grapes. So. I love the word elk with Schwarzenegger. Because that just sounds like something he would say to tease you. <laughs> oh, look at this girl in mine with those girly boobies. Ilk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to hit the gym. You need to eat more protein. Look at your body. It's disgusting. Ilk. <laughs> oh, if he made fun of you and was a bully. Oh. But when he's when he's young, at the when they show the right. beginning pictures, even when they made Pumping Iron, he does not look like a man Arnold like he looks like now. Like, not, not now. Not, I'm not even talking about the age. He just had right. this... More like boyish Nazi kind of look, and I'm not right. calling no, him a Nazi. No, 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 I know what you mean. Uh, but, I know what you mean. And they address that in there too. Yeah, and I'm yeah, not, yeah, I'm yeah. not I know, even. I know what you mean, okay. though. Yes, but I'm not implying that he was right. ever a Nazi. That's right. not my point of doing that. But he has that 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 look from that region until he, until you see the gap in his teeth. If his mouth is closed, I don't expect that to come out of that body and that face. I don't expect that. But once you see the gap, yes, he looks like yes. Put them all in the cage and lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just, but he, and then he just, you know, I, I, I think that when he talks about uh, coming up in uh, Tall. Yeah. And Tall sounds like, oh, yeah. Tall. I, I had that in my notes. That, right. That he, where it comes from sounds right. exactly like, like how I, he talks. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense because that's how they talk there. But he, uh, uh, dealing with what he talks about from his his from understanding his dad, and right. you know when he talked about his dad, he didn't put it down. Right. He talked about it the way that I would think that you, if you really went through it and understood it, that you would talk about right. it. Not as demeaning, not as in because 
you have to own what that is and that time period and where he came from. And that was the war that they were in. And, it, you know, I, I know it's hard uh, to give perspective to some of these things. Today, we, we judge everything as of right now. But he does a good job of talking about it in, the pa- in understanding of the past. Right. And I thought that was important to understand. Yeah, they went through this and still feeling, I, I understood, he was able to, to convey to me how broken those men feel. No matter what they did or what was part of their operation, where, what they were, went through, they came back as losers of the war, broken, and you could understand uh, and even empathize with that, that feeling of a, of a man who thought he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, and it, it, not the, it didn't work out any way that they imagined it happening, and his depression that he had. <clears throat> um, I know that there's always, as I say, a white tiger in the wild. Uh, they, they're not the norm, but they exist. Albino gorillas exist. Do you think there are any black people in Austria? What, what the, what's the black population? There can't be, right? No, there has to be. There has to be one nigga walk around <laughs> in Austria. Austria just seems like the whitest fucking place on the planet. But like today, but back then, back when he was young, probably not. Probably, <sighs> probably not. It, I don't even think today there's black people in Austria. I know there couldn't have been when he was there. What, what, how would a Negro even find himself in Austria? <laughs> you could see yourself really easily. Look in the mirror. You're the one standing <laughs> out. Uh, I, 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 Only way a nigga would end up in Austria is if he was lost. <laughs> he was on his way to some other shit. Black population in Austria. What is the racial makeup of Austria? Is Austria racially diverse? How many African people live in Austria? That's a better way to... 400,000 people. What? Out of 8.9 million. What? An estimated 400,000 have a- African ancestry. To have African ancestry. So that may not even... Uh, they may be very light. What, how do they uh, light African, skin? Yeah, light skin, light skin Africans. They could be. I'm not saying that they all are, but right. I'm saying because it says because the way they said it has ancestry. It doesn't right. say a uh, number from 2010, including Egypt and Tunisia. Many uh, would not have thought uh, that Black Lives Matter protests that started in the United States could spill over uh, to. I can't even say that. Uh, and it did. So yeah. So there is uh, not only is there. Uh, 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 40, at least 40,000 people there of African ancestry, but uh, they take that shit seriously. They were part of the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh my God. Look at look at what you have when you have a computer in your pocket. Black Lives Matter, as long as it's not in towel. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I thought it was so hilarious when he said that at one point his mom was worried because he didn't have girl pics on his wall. Yeah, he said, I had all, all these half-naked men oiled up. <laughs> and, and what's crazy is, you know, listen, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to, to fathom this, because, again, my mother was such a supporter uh, in terms of what I wanted to do, as I believe most parents are and should be uh, supportive of the kids' dreams. But there are parents who say shit like, you know, you know, Get have something to fall back on, become a doctor or a lawyer, something more dependable, respectable. 
sometimes some parents see what you want to do as as pipe dreams, which is unfortunate because, uh, as I say, you should never kill a, a child's dreams. But his his parents, mainly his father, didn't seem to want to be supported. They thought it was you know stupid. Yeah. Well, it was it was American sport basically? I guess right. That couldn't have been 100% true because there were there were contests all over. I think maybe only in America could you make a living. Off right. Of it. Um, yeah, that has to be hard. I love that quote, though, from uh, Jim Carrey. And I'm not going to say the quote because I'll mess it up. But basically about his dad could have been a great comedian if he, if he would have. But he wanted to take the safe route and became an accountant. Right. He got fired 12 years later. And then they were living on the edge. They were, they were homeless for a time. Right. So his quote basically is, uh, you... Uh, it still may not work out if you do uh, something safe, basically. Right. Uh, so you might as well do what you love. Right. Uh, because it, it, that may not work out either, but at least you were doing what you love. So um, I just think that it would have to be very, it would might seem very frivolous to a family that had went through a war. Right. Uh, they're, re, they're reaping the repercussions of, of being on the wrong side of the war. And your son just wants to lift weights, oil himself up and hang out with guys. It, it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like it would make sense right. to the, to someone, especially if you're old school and you're looking yeah. at it from that perspective. But it's funny that you say that be about the guys on the wall, and he addressed it a little bit, but he doesn't address it because I knew I I knew some bodybuilders in Arizona, uh, and uh, you know, some a lot of the guys that are into other men. I mean, that's they they only find that attractive. So women aren't even the attra mm. attractive anymore. They only see their body as what's attractive. You know, I obviously, you know, being in the best of shape is, is the best thing for you. But as far as that look that, and one of the bodybuilders that I always knew, I hope I'm getting it right. I believe I'm getting it right. Black dude by the name of Lee Haney. Yeah, I think that's the right name. Um, at what point are you finished? That, that seems to me like a personal and, he, and, I, and listen, mo, again, most of the women I've spoken to, they go, disgusting, too much. But yes, a nice tone, a nice ripped cut, okay, good. But them dudes that do with the competition and the oil and the bikini draws, it's just, who, who is that for? If, I mean, because a lot of women, a lot of women don't find that attractive. It's too much. Unless those dudes date women that look like them. Which really ain't sexy. But a lot of those guys do date women that look like them. That is just... Because that's what they're into, that physique, that look. That looks insane. So you know how you say white girl, white women, small asses, no, no right, thighs? Right, And you see them as as sticks and not sexually attractive. Right. They same thing? Same thing. They see they need Ugh. that. They need that. They're like two rocks fucking. So, well, like two two things, like from the Fantastic Four, just two rock people fucking. <laughs> they just start bench pressing each bench other. Bench pressing each other. <laughs> they ain't even a sex. It's a workout. <laughs> I just, the dudes that look like that, I just go, you know, that seems like a personal, I don't know what that right word is, but not fetish, but fucking like an addiction. Like, But, you know, in regular life, Although they look like that, they don't exactly look like that. They shred when they, they just work out. They take protein powder. They don't really eat. They 
don't drink water so they can get the skin gets really thin. So you see all the veins that's there's a, there's a, they work up to looking like that for the shows. So when you see them all oiled up like that, that's the most they're going to look and that make the oil makes the muscles look bigger. But when they're regular guys, they don't look as huge. They don't look as cut. They don't look as, but they still got yeah traps that come up to up, connect to your earlobe, the bottom of your earlobe. But the, I think the hardest part, and he talks about it a little bit is, uh, you know, as you get older, you can't keep that up. And that's Dude, stuff. listen, some of them dudes that they cut to older, I didn't were, were unrecognizable in terms of how they looked in their prime when they yeah. was max chiseled and competing. I went, that's the same dude. Now, well, the Arnold still looks. I mean, obviously his muscles don't look, but he, but it's still you go. That's Arnold. Yeah. Some of them other dudes, I couldn't even recognize them. But Arnold's still, you know, he's he's fairly healthy. I mean, he's only had a few instance, uh, instant, inst- instances. Thank you. But he is, uh, but he had steroid use, and th- that can tear a person's body apart in their older right. in their older age. And he's hold, he's held on really well. He, you know, he's fortunate that he has the money and the and way to take care of himself. Looks like wet cabbage now when his shirt is off. Uh, he's in better shape than I am. Well, that's you know me too. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, dude, it's a different kind of rich when you have two pet donkeys eating in your kitchen with you. Uh, could you donkeys in the kitchen? Yeah. If I lived in a farmhouse and like I, I was, uh, they were. I couldn't have an animal in my house. Like if I had a farmhouse and right. had like a little kitchen area and you right. know like some what do they call those like uh, those outside uh, gazebos right. or whatever you had something like that. But no, you in the kitchen eating a bowl of frosted flakes and the donkeys is at the table with no, you. No, because the donkey doesn't know the shit outside. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be eating and I look over and the donkeys just dropping one on right. the fucking kitchen floor. That does not work. I don't even care how many servants I have. I want that tile picked up and removed. Right. And I want a new tile in my kitchen. Uh, no, I, I couldn't do that. I mean, I, I would love, you know, when you see him go back, uh, home and, you know, you see the, the countryside and the whole, you know, right. dude, it would, how not, not that you would want to go there and spend a year there, right? but it would be nice to take two weeks, put your phone down, put your computer yeah, away yeah, 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 and, yeah, and just yeah. go you hang out. You talking about his place in tall? Yeah. Where you could just go. Hey, listen, the place that got me was that place he got in the snow. Yeah, wherever the fuck that is, where he was in the jacuzzi with the hat, smoking the stogie in the snow. Damn, that was fucking sexy. That's a panty dropper right there. Do, oh, you know, and you said that about the smoking the stogie, which they talk about too. Right. If you're, you know, a lot of places have no smoking. Yeah. Do you think anybody ever come in L.A.? Yeah. In L.A., he's in L.A. He's yeah. at the. No one you think ever comes over, especially to, in the prime of his shit. Even but right when, now, today. Do you no, think he's- I, no. No, I, I think there are certain dudes that at a certain level of fame and stature, they get away with anything. Because it is it is an ad to their business, not him, to the business, to, for people to go, yo, Schwarzenegger was here in my shit. I forget who told me. Oh, Bill Bell. I think it was Bill Bellamy who said, uh, uh, Jordan... Oh, Oh, John Sally. Uh, John Sally told the story that they had been trying to get Jordan to hang out. Jordan, come hang out with us, man. Because the one time John Sally played with the Bulls in his no more good years. But, yeah, when he retired, when yeah. he bought it out his contract. Right. It was the 72 and 10 season. 
Aiden's like, Jordan, come hang with us. And, you know, Mike's always, nah, man, I can't go nowhere. I'm going to go back to the hotel. So they convinced Jordan to go to this spot. And they told the dude ahead of time, we're coming with Mike, VIP, way in the back. We don't want nobody fucking with us. Uh, but Oh, no, no, let me, let, me, let me backtrack. I'm screwing that up. They didn't tell the owner of the club. But John just said to the owner, without t- saying Michael's coming, give us the back, blah, 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 roped off, privacy. Cut to MJ. They convinced Mike to go. Mike goes to the club. The dude found out, the owner, that Mike was there. He turned all the lights up in the club so everybody could see Jordan was in his club. Come on, man. Mike was pissed. See, that's, but that's why like Sally wouldn't have told the owner because a lot of owners, when they know like someone like Michael is coming right. through, they'll leak it out to someone in the press so they can get those photos with their place and Michael Jordan coming right. to it because that enhances their right. business. So that's the fucked up part. Plus, people can't help it sometimes, man. You don't, like when we were even out uh, here, we're in, Temp- we're in Tempe uh, mm. in Arizona. It's Phoenix, uh, but we're at the Tempe Improv. And, you know, we're just sitting there and how many people, they come up and they can't, before they even thought about what they were doing, they come up to you and they go, Harry Spears. And they go, oh man, sorry. I didn't mean to, you know. Let me, let me tell you perspective. And, and let me say, I know in the perspective, I'm nowhere near Schwarzenegger or a Chappelle. And what's mind blowing to me, that's why I can only imagine how crazy it is for them. Because I'll be sometimes at the in the club, and dude, I'm telling you, I won't look and I won't make the eye contact because once you make the eye contact, that's the invitation to people. But I could feel someone on my left or right right side in my peripheral. They're just staring at me, dude. They're just staring, like with their eyes open wide, their jaw, their mouth open, and I'm thinking to myself. How long are you just going to look at me? <laughs> like, like, and, and I'm waiting for either you come up, you say something, you Aries, you, you get my attention. But no, Andy, they just stare and they're fixated on me. And the part that fucks me up is I'm going, all right, four seconds, eight seconds. I got it. Yo, it's been two minutes, yo. And you are just staring at me. That's bizarre to me. But, you know, if they saw someone, you had to, you know, there was a, there was a moment here in Tempe that I think is the single greatest moment I've ever seen. Like, it was the most honest and heartfelt moment I've ever seen. And I don't know how much attention you paid for it because I know there was other people coming up and talking to you and a lot of people were coming. Um, but that one dude who came up to you and goes, Harry Spirit, like he was so blown away. And he goes, man. And then he said, said, and you're my dad's favorite comic. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, that's nice. You just said that not your favorite comic, your dad's favorite comic. And, you know, in my head, I was, just, I was playing that, you know, how does that, right. where does that go in numbers? And, you know, right. yeah, well, thanks. I know you're trying to tell me that I'm more relevant to your dad's age than you are. And then he said, no, my dad's favorite. And he's not with me anymore. I just, more than anything, I just wish he could be with me in this moment. Right. <laughs> and when he said that, right. man, I went, that's, that's like a real, like he has no more, uh, he, uh, he's not aware of his surroundings or anything that's going on around him. He's in that moment right. where just wishing his dad was there. You right. brought back every moment with his dad, him right. watching you, and then you to be there. That is just, it, it's it's a different kind of moment. And, and, listen, and listen, that's why I say, dude, that moment I saw Arnold at the gas station, even if 
I thought I didn't want to. It was a muscle that kicked in I couldn't control because we're not talking about, you know, oh, hey, this is the Joe Blow who I've seen in this commercial. This is, uh, <laughs> come with me if you want to live. This is fucking the guy, my childhood. This is Terminator in Commando. This is a dude who has a specific look and sound. When, when the fuck do you see that? That'd be like you driving down the street and you look over at the left side of your window and nigga, there's an elephant, you know, in the middle of the street, crossing the street. That ain't normal. It's a fucking elephant, nigga. <laughs> on broad day on the street corner. So it's like Arnold is like, holy shit, that is fucking, that's him. It, it, I'm, that's why I'm, I just know. And for the people that get caught up in the celebrity, for the people that, that, for the people that stare for two minutes at a guy like me, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he could piss while smoking a cigar in the club and they'll fucking, yeah, he'll get away with it. I guess so. You know, I, I just don't have the ability to recognize people. And I told you this. And you've been you've walked down the street with me many times, and you'll point out people, right. and I don't even notice them. I don't have right. the ability to recognize people. I don't know what goes on in here, but I don't see them. Um, dude, when Arnold Schwarzenegger was young, and he was in them competitions, the guns on that nigga. How clean they were. How clean. And dude, Sculpted it, it, like marble. Dude, and it's like. Okay, you, you've seen dudes with muscle, muscular biceps, triceps. But his shit had like a, it was like a baseball on top of a softball. <laughs> like it, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, man, as far as muscular structure, I don't know what looked better on. I, I was most impressed by his guns and his chest. He had the perfect bus windshield, broad, Perfect chiseled chest, dude. But that's why when he came to America to compete and they didn't work on their legs from wherever he was as much. Right. And his legs were undersized. And when you said, when is enough enough? I guess when you match, you know, when right, you reach, right, no, seriously, right, when right. you reach that perfection, right. where, like everything is at a 10 or a 9.5 right. or whatever. Because uh, when he was, when he was competing, Arnold was competing. Uh, Lou Ferrigno was, uh, I think that's, that's the incredible Hulk time. And I used to think Lou was that dude, but next to Arnold, he's small. But my favorite w was the, his buddy, the Frank, Frank Columbus. No, the short guy, yeah, the short guy, right. because if you don't have him next to everybody, right. you just have him on the stage doing all his poses. Yeah. He isn't as long. So it's, 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 it's a little tighter in there, but he was. He was in great shape, and I was in—I wasn't into bodybuilding, but I was into those guys at the time because, uh, really, it was uh, Lou Ferrigno because the Incredible Hulk that used to be on my childhood, on, uh, yeah. yeah. And so then all of a sudden, you well, who are these other guys? And then you start learning about the uh, all the other guys. Right. And I thought Frank Colombo was the dude. I didn't, uh, you know, I really thought that that was the better of all the bodybuilders. Dude, what's so amazing, and and I use this word, uh, my baby mother watched this, and she said because I told her about it, and I said, you know, it's awesome. And she called me and she said she cried a couple times because she, again, she's all into the manifestation and yeah. putting it out in there in the universe. And I got to say, man, I'm skeptical on some of that. I've, I've, I've become skeptical because of what I've gone through. Once upon a time ago, again, when I first started out young, naivete, you know, I, before I, the business in the world diddled me, uh, I believed uh, and I still do believe, but now I'm, I'm, I'm more skeptical than I'd like to be. That being said, the fact that he said everything that he saw for himself 
and it happened to the T, it's inspirational. It, it gives you a little bit of hope to go, all right, maybe, you know, I could put some of my skepticism away and go back to trying to believe. Because for this motherfucker to go, I see myself winning these competitions and them yelling in the crowd, oh, no, oh, no. And it all fucking happened. Unless it didn't. And he lost the competition, but that gave him the, the motivation. But the most badass shit was he became the Michael Jordan of bodybuilding. Yeah. And, and in other words, he kept winning the Mr. Olympia over and over till finally he bowed out and said, you know, I got to give other people a chance to win. Like, that's like when Jay-Z said that thing and that one song with him and Benny Siegel. And he goes, uh, the game is ours. We'll never fall out. You just better hope we gracefully bow out. Like, the game is mine. We will never foul out. The only chance you win is if we gracefully bow out. That's some dick on the table. Shit. Dude, and... Schwarzenegger going, I've been winning so long, I'm tired of winning. I'm going to let y'all eat. Well, and he didn't even say... Then, I'm sorry. And then goes on to become a fucking movie star. Well, don't forget, you, you missed a, a huge part in this. He doesn't go from becoming the bodybuilder to a movie star. He went being a bodybuilder and... Becoming a real estate mogul. Was and rich before Hollywood. He didn't even need Hollywood. Because he even said uh, they wanted him to play these certain stereotypical roles. And he turned them down because he didn't need the money. This nigga, man, put that Austrian dick on the table, nigga. Dude, he, <laughs> that's all about like the secret where you're just manifesting oh. your destiny. And, and But if you don't believe it, why should the universe? I know, but God damn, his belief was as strong as his physique. Yeah. That's just, oh. But, you know, you said something that's funny to when you think about what you, how we come up. And you said uh, you should become skeptical. When you become skeptical and you don't believe in your belief, that's when you make decisions that don't go in your direction because you became skeptical. So you might go, I'm not going to do this because this doesn't work out. I'm going to do this over here. And if you would have just stayed in your belief and not been skeptical, you may have went right through the wall. <laughs> the skepticism is, is actually the, one of the, the killers of dreams. Absolutely. Because you might think that you're still moving towards your path because you're taking a, a different opportunity, but that may be the wrong door that you went through the way if you didn't have that skepticism, you might have opened up a different door. You know, uh, this is how cast iron this motherfucker was. When he, you know, when he, when he, when his brother died uh, in the car accident, uh, but more importantly, when his father finally died, it was one of those moments when, and I know for people that do these biographies and these documentaries, they love the money shot, which is you crying. They want to see you choked up. They want to see that because that provides the heart. No matter how good the story is you're telling in a doc or a biography, that moment of, <laughs> they live for that. For him to go, one, he, he, he really had, he said, I really had no feelings about my father's death. I really had no feeling about my brother's death. Now, I can understand. He was so driven because at one point, even when he lost, he was like, oh, what I'm going to do, oh, poor you, poor little baby. No, you got to get up and keep going. And I get that, okay. But your brother's dead. You're in a tragic accident, car accident. Your father's dead. 
and he felt nothing then. Then they cut to him older, and I'm going, okay, got to cry now. He's older, more mature, reflection. This is the crying part. Nothing. No, but he he felt it more as he got older. He uh, but he wouldn't shed a tear. No, you didn't get the emotion. He experienced the the loss differently when he got older. He actually allowed himself to feel the loss, but he didn't cry. Uh, that's you know I I think some of the that that's part of where when you come from a place like that when you come from everything that was hard you you turn something off you have to you have to you know it's like our parents right I mean they didn't cry like we do. I'm not saying I don't know how much you cry, but I cry at a movie that makes me sad sometimes. I didn't cry during my father's death. Uh, I think later, I remember uh, I stayed at Deborah Wilson's brother's house in D.C., nice house. And Deborah was always like a sister to me and um, me a brother to her. I could always find myself uh, unpacking emotionally around her because she was just that type of person. Uh, and yeah, I kind of, I kind of had like a mini breakdown, but I don't know if it was more about what I was going through and less about my father. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, because he played. There was a little of that in the emotional breakdown, but it, I think it had less to do with him. When um, my my stepfather passed, uh, I didn't cry when he passed, but when I had to speak at his funeral. Mm-hmm. I lost it because did you really? Yeah, because it was me. It was about it was about taking inventory of not necessarily our relationship, but what he meant to me and what he what he did provide for me. And not and this is when I realized this. I, I I can no longer be upset with anything that happened in my life because I realized up there that he was not the best father, but he was the best father he could be. Right. And it, how can I be mad at someone who gave me? Even if it wasn't what I wanted, right. it was all that he had to give, and he just he wasn't capable of doing more than that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I always said both my parents were funny, but my father was more the really funny guy. He could light up a room. Uh, my mother was funny in her own weird way, but funny. Uh, but you know, if it wasn't for my father who introduced me to my love for movies and television. And for both my parents, but especially my father, who allowed me to be unconventional as a kid in the sense that he would curse around us. He'd say, nigga, he'd curse. You know, we couldn't curse, but he damn near let us get away with saying whatever we wanted without cursing. Uh, and that kind of freedom, I think, helped sculpt me into who I am today. So I, I'm thankful and loving towards him for that. But, you know, I recently spoke to my mother and she was like, you know, remember all the times your father never supported you, never really. I'm the one that took you to all your gigs. I'm the one that pushed you into acting. I'm the one that got you your headshots and took you to auditions. He never did any of that because your father was always jealous of you because he wanted to be an actor and he never made it. And he never had the chutzpah or the cojones to do it. So the fact that you were doing it at 14, acting when I was eight, nine, 10, but stand up and the whole thing. He was, he was jealous of you with a fury. Uh, I remember one time, uh, and you know, you always reach that age as a young dude where you contemplate, how old can I, do I have to be before I can knock my dad out? Uh, or can you knock my dad out? There's going to come a time when I'm old enough where I knock whoop my dad's ass. And as I always said, my dad was like John Amos from Good Times. He had that scary factor. When my dad, er, 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 
Motherfucker was a bear, nigga. Um, and I think I was about 15, 16. And I remember he was arguing with my mother. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Boom, I kicked the door open. <laughs> as soon as that nigga leaped up, I jumped <laughs> my mom, nigga. It was like, <laughs> you ma! You know what I'm saying? I wanted him to, to feel me, but I didn't, I wasn't ready to finish it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and what they were arguing about was the fact that my mother was like, yo, you don't support him. You don't go anywhere. You don't go to his shows. You think what he's doing is a waste of time. And they were arguing about that. So that really set me off because I'm like, damn, you arguing with the woman who's responsible for me being here or trying to get there. And meanwhile, you don't do shit and you yelling at her. Motherfucker, let me tell you, ma! So, you know what I mean? So, I, yeah, I, that's why when my father passed, the, the, the things he did do, I, I said, okay. But I remembered all the shit he didn't do. Yeah. So that's what kept me from feeling that like that. Well, you know what? It's so weird because like I said, that, that, that feeling I got with my dad is that that was the best he could do. And all the other stuff is gone. Good, good. There wasn't, uh, there was not that much great, you right. know, good stuff, but it's all, it's all, it's all gone. But I will tell you this. I never thought about a day that I could kick my dad's ass. Ever. No, and, and, and even if, <laughs> even as he's been dead for 20 years, right. if I, I, I hate to use someone else's line, but if I had a dream that I kicked his ass, you better wake up and apologize. apologize. <laughs> even in death, I, I just wouldn't do it. Uh, he, he's, he was, uh, he was just a very big man. And uh, you know, you know, when life beats you down, right. uh, that's the guy you don't want to fuck with. Cause he has nothing. Nothing to love and nothing to lose. Right, right. And that was my dad, man. He had nothing. He had nothing that he really felt he could love, and he had nothing to fucking lose. And I, I, I just wouldn't want to be at the end of that. And it got progressively worse as he got older with feeling that, like he had nothing. Let me tell you, just a little sidebar, because you said that great line, wake up and apologize. You know my boy Red Rock, the one who we hang out with in yeah. Dallas? Yeah. This, that, and you know, because yeah, you yeah. hung out with him, yeah, motherfucker's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. There's just certain lines that your parents can hit you with that make you freeze and put something on your mind enough to go, nah, I don't want this smoke. This nigga Red Rock, we playing the game one time, uh, fucking uh, NBA 2K PlayStation uh, on the headset online. And I said to him, man, uh, next game, I'm going to kick your ass. This motherfucker said, nigga, you couldn't kick my ass if I sat on your feet. <laughs> Dude, he has one. He has these one-liners after one-liner. Man, he's he's he'll never run out. He's a very funny guy. Um, you know, listen, we all know Arnold Schwarzenegger, as you and I have said, actor or movie star. We know Arnold Schwarzenegger has never been the best actor, but dude, when they showed his first movie, Hercules in New York, it literally sounded like he was reading off a of paper. He probably it was that bad. Yeah. Oh my god! And now, in terms of leaps and bounds, he's. He's better, obviously, but you still would never qualify him as an actor. No, but okay. It's also how they use you. Number first of right. all, before we get too far into this, then they talk about Conan and he talks about Conan. Right. Let's be honest. The reason you got Conan is because there wasn't a lot of lines. Right. Conan didn't have a lot of lines. There was a lot of and just brutal Terminator. Terminator was the perfect movie for him. Not a lot of lines. But what, when you say manifesting your own destiny, right? right. And, you know, you just believe that you could, you're going to be this person. How do they find... Who... 
that and why I asked you, could this happen today? What movie is the star of the show have no lines? Right. Listen, he obviously has way more lines than a Conan or a Terminator, but it's almost like John Wick, it's best for him not to talk. Yeah, but he everything he talks, but everything is gun and fights. Yeah, but he's also done a lot of other movies where he yes, does act. Yes, and yes. Maybe not where you still see exactly. Bram Stoker's mm-hmm. Dracula. Mina, I'm going to the castle. I'll see you there. <laughs> but Arnold, man, I, I don't know how you go. I'm going to be an actor. And then, like you said, you saw the, the, right. the Hercules. And the reason it sounds so bad is because he's only focused on trying to speak. It's not where he he just right. trying to get the words so that he's understandable. Right. Uh, how like you to say that you're going to be an actor when you can't even really speak English, right? And you're going to be an American actor. It's almost impossible. So you know when you say manifest and you, he's doing yeah. all, how? I mean, how do you have that? This is what makes me go as skeptical as I am. There's got to be something to it. If he, if he, if he true, and, and if the main component is belief, and he a thousand percent believed that you, if there was a rag of doubt, you couldn't squeeze a drop out. Then maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe that's the proof. But he also used like he 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 found something that he was good at. It didn't have to be his destiny, but it was what he was good at. And he used bodybuilding to put him adjacent to people that could get him to whatever the next levels were. He put that that being of the bodybuilder in America is what got him to be around real estate people, right. m- moguls like that, so that he could move through that. And then that gave him ways to find people in the entertainment business. And that's how right. he moved. Through that. He never stopped moving. And and when, but when you go. I can't speak English real well. I've never, I'm not a real actor and I'm going to get movies that have leading roles that have right. no fucking dialogue. Right. That's not even possible. So yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. You have, there, there must be something to this belief shit because this doesn't work. Who is the biggest action, bigger action star, Sly or Arnold? I, I think it's Arnold, the biggest action star. I think because I don't think even like Rocky isn't an action movie. It's, 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 uh, you're right. But boxing, fighting is action. It's action. But in the sense of what an action movie is, guns, tanks, and explosions, explosions, yeah, yeah, you know, Rambo, Rambo, that's his, that's his. But when you look at Sly's catalog, Judge Dredd, Rambo, Cobra, uh, Cliffhanger, uh, you know, all, all Sly's made a lot of action yeah. movies. But if you say Sylvester Sloan, you you think Rocky. Yeah, Rocky, yeah. Rocky's Rocky's is you think Terminator. Listen, Terminator is only action. There's no dialogue. In <laughs> right, there. right. So it has to be Arnold. Dude, I just you know, listen, Arnold uh, franchise franchises. Sly's got two Rambo and Rocky. I always said. That's you barely can get one. Mother got two. Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, Han Solo. Uh, I know Arnold. We had Terminator. I always wondered why Commando never got a sequel. No, no, it was, Commando was good too. And damn good. Oh, oh no, no, no. Commando, no sequel. And why he didn't do Predator two? Danny Glover. How the fuck did that happen? The least most actionist nigga. 
seeing Danny Glover run with that high ass and them long legs. <laughs> like, come on, man. Uh, and Predator is it? You know, is its own. That should have been Arnold's yeah. second franchise. But you know, I know you said Stallone and Arnold with these and then these franchises. Right. Robert Downey Jr. has the most franchises. Oh, um, Iron Man. Iron Man, and then he has the uh, the the. Don't say that, Doctor Doolittle. No, 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 no. The oh, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. Oh, okay. Yeah. He made what two of those? I think three of those. Really? And and. The only reason I'm saying that's more is because Robert Downey d- did it when you're making 20 plus million dollars a movie. Yeah. Uh, Rocky was, I mean, he didn't make money. He made some money off Rocky. Right. At the beginning, but, you know, not the same way that they're making it today. Robert Downey Jr. is the only one I know is doing it today. Um, Harrison Ford, too, I guess. But he's doing this as a different kind of. Uh, I Listen, I don't get why we had to wait till they got old. A lot of the expendables. For Sly and Schwarzenegger to team up. Don't you think both of them in their prime would have been a blockbuster? Same reason, though, you don't have Al Pacino and uh, De Niro. In, in They were in heat, but they're it's minimal. I mean, that one scene, that's really. That's it. Right. It's because when they're that big, I, I don't. I think there's competitiveness between the two. Oh, fuck that. And, and then how do you put them both in a movie that's meaningful to both of them? You figure that out. For, for the love of art. For the love of the art. You gotta see two titans square off in scenes together. I, I, I can't even believe that Ego would play that big of a role in the interruption of art. I don't For, know. You, you're talking about two, you're talking about, again, in sports terms, Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson of action movies in their prime. That reeks of box office bonanza. You know what I would take at, at old age, though? Put them all four in a movie. Who? All four of them. Sly, Schwarzenegger. De Niro and Pacino. Uh, <laughs> God, the two best actors against the two biggest action stars. <laughs> Schwarzenegger jumps out of a plane and then you just hear uh, Al Pacino behind him. Hoo-wah! <laughs> Geronimo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There's something there that could be the, the funniest, greatest film ever made. Oh God! Uh, That's what they should call it—the funniest, greatest film ever made. made. Right, and it just them, those four. Um, well, you could tell etiquette was totally lost on Arnold. Like the muscles, the whatever. Again, when you when you look at a guy like Denzel, who obviously is not just smooth on camera on film, but Denzel's a smooth nigga off camera. That's who he is, dude. Schwarzenegger when he said. Uh, Maria Shriver's mother said, my daughter is very fond of you. She she constantly looks at you and blah, blah, blah. He goes, yeah, and I said, your daughter has a nice yes. ass. Like, nigga, like, you just... Dude. <laughs> like, no etiquette at all. You got to watch Pumping Iron. Okay. If you watch it, you'll you'll see. He's not... Uh, he, he never held back from saying anything. Listen, I don't ever think Arnold would come off rapey. I, I think clumsily, if that's such a word, is the word where Arnold just playfully seems like he would play with a woman and damn near break her. 
with all the muscles and the Camille, come here, I want to play with you. And he's tickling her. You ah, <laughs> break the bitch. You know what I'm saying? Not malicious, not on purpose. He's just, he don't know his own strength. Like he has no etiquette. A giant puppy playing with the duck. Right, right. <laughs> come here, you little girly woman. <laughs> just, it's crazy. You know, uh, yeah, you need to see Pumping Iron to really get the, the full Arnold effect at that, especially at that time. Right. Uh, and, you know, I always love those uh, it almost didn't happen stories. Uh, a la The Terminator. Uh, and to this day, I think T2 is one of the greatest sequels ever. Uh, and I know we kind of brushed upon this where it's like, you know, very rarely do the sequels outdo the first. You can almost name those occasions on one hand. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, definitely better than Star Wars. Uh, Rocky Two, Godfather questionable. Questionable to me. I like one better than two. Okay. But most people consider two, two better than one. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say Rocky two. I think, definitely is better than one. Uh, but T2, man. I'm going to be honest, dude. I wasn't really blown away by Terminator. Yeah. I liked it, but I wasn't blown away. You know what? I think if you're not blown away with it, dude, try this and see if this works for you. You guys listen to this if you want to try this. Go watch Terminator one right now the, for the first Terminator, and but don't watch it just for what it, for what you're going to see in front of you. Mm -hmm. Just watch it and try to remember how you felt when you were watching those scenes. To take the amount of technology they had to make that movie mm -hmm. and to do that movie right. back then, and have it affect the culture and just movie making and everything. Mm -hmm. It, it's an incredible movie because when you Terminator watch one, yeah, when you watch that stop frame when they're the that that's where the music comes from the right, right, when it's hitting right, the right. thing and you know you're watching the stop and it it looks so rinky today the way that he's yeah, absolutely, but when you have to get, you got to go back and remember that moment when you were watching it, man, that was so off the charts and they didn't have any technology to do with it that stop frame technology. Right. It's amazing when you take it from that time period and look at it from there and how it affected you. And really, like I said, the whole culture, the culture of movie making, they they went from there to where we got to Terminator. But that's what makes Terminator 2 so spectacular because that was at the, 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 the I'm coming out. Yeah. I want the world to know. But that's when the technology broke through. That's what they were the, almost waiting for. And the liquid robot. That I remember being in the theater, dude. When uh, Patrick, I forget what his last name is, guy, for, guy's first name is Patrick, but he plays the Liquid Terminator. Dude, th that part where uh, Eddie Furlong thought he was talking to his real mom, but he said something was wrong, and then the boyfriend said something, and she, <laughs> off camera. Then they cut to, she's her arm turns into this long blade that's through this motherfucker's mouth through the milk carton. Th that was just like, what the fuck did we just see? That, that chase where he's in the truck and he's chasing Arnold and Eddie on the dirt bike. And finally, the, the truck explodes and they thought Arnold with the shotgun waiting for something to happen, but it doesn't. Then they ride off. Then that motherfucker walks out the fire and then turns back. That was... Dude, I, I love... All, I, I didn't... I. I I didn't love that effect at first. I loved what it did, but I was like, this. it was so much dependent on that one effect because that's really the big effect that they had. But when I really <sighs> did like it is when they froze them 
and then he blows them up and his right. pieces go all over. Yeah. And you think, okay, that that settles it. And then right. you see all the pieces start as they as they melt, melt come back together. Come yeah. back together. And I was like, oh, that would make sense. And then you go, hey, they really thought this out. Right. And even as a kid, I would still like go, I hate it when I move when I couldn't figure right. out how the movie really was. I didn't like those when they fucked with my science on right. it. Right. And then it goes together and there it comes up. And I was like, oh, man, maybe this is pretty cool. But at first I didn't I didn't love it because that that's that was the only effect that they had, just moving this this look liquid. Right. And that was that was the big effect. But I'm telling you, yes, that's a big deal and the effects are there, but go watch one again. Listen to the music, listen to the how they got you and how they brought you in. And it right. is horrible effects. You just got to remember, man. Dude, I again, and it's amazing to think as much as it was mind-blowing then, even today in 2023, it's gotten better. Because I'm telling you, dude, I, I love, love, I've been like on my own personal movie marathon at home. I love Jurassic Park, man. The, I'm like, the, 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 I, I don't know what it is, but something about the idea that shit like that existed, that humongous a gazillion years ago is mind blowing to me. But when you go look at the first original Jurassic Park, same thing again, dude, I remember in the theater, everybody. <gasps> oh my God. But when you go see Jurassic world, the texture, it almost makes Jurassic park. That opening uh, Brachiosaurus scene seem like, Ugh. honestly, it's, it might as well be. I mean, it, obviously the effect is better, but it's almost exactly the same as the T one to T two. Right. Because yet yeah, the effects, I mean, obviously, it's a better effect to see the dinosaur, right. but once you get into the newer episodes, you're like, right. "This that dinosaur looks, looks like stupid. It, was, it looked like it was pasted on there. Right, it doesn't right, look right, right, like, right. But when we, at that time, it was it amazing. blew your mind, and that's how you have to view right. Terminator One okay. the same way because uh, it was amazing. And again, I I, I don't really like the uh, uh, what, what the what, what was the name of the. Uh, Jurassic Parks. I, right. I'm not a big. I wasn't that thrilled with them, to be honest. Really? I like I like the first and second one uh, a little bit, but it was. I don't know. There's just some things I don't like about it. But the, but the effects, the right. how amazing, how to see how far we've come from right. here to there is amazing. Even oh, and then in the Terminators, uh, and and if you really want to look at technology, look at the Terminator. What's the one where? Arnold comes back when they, it's the John Carter, Carter one, not really uh Connor one, the John Carter, Connor one, when he, uh, they open up that thing and there's an Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he's young and he's already old. That's Terminator. What when was oh, that? Is that that's, four? Uh, yeah. Genesis. Yes. Yeah. That even that Arnold doesn't look like how, what they can do with people's right. faces and everything. Right. Now that right. one looks, that one looks almost like you said, uh, the Jurassic park right. idea. So the technology now is so insane. When you go back and look at those, you really have to put yourself back into that period of time because otherwise it's just not good. What would you say is Arnold's greatest action movie ever? And what would you say Sly's greatest action movie ever was? Well, Sly's is easy for me. Action in the way I determine action, it has to be uh, First Blood. Greatest action Sly movie ever. Yeah, because it was the original. It was his original one. Right. I, I really go for the originals. You can add to the other ones, right. but the introduction uh, of the character and to get the origin story at right. the beginning means more right. to me. Like when you said right now, when you just said, uh, uh, which one did you, uh, which one were you talking about was that was better? Uh, oh, Rocky. 
Rocky one to me is the origin. You get every character and they're developing those characters. So when two was kind of a cheat to me because you already know all the characters. So you're just layering on right. extra and it's easier to tell the story because you don't have to tell the origin of everybody. Right. And you lay, you layer all that in and you already know who Polly is. You know, his girl, right. you know, her story. So now you just, Adding to that, it, 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 it's a cheat because you're looking at it without them having to tell the original story. That's why the original story is so important to me. That first blood, that's the first. I got to be honest with you, dude. That didn't blow me away either. Dude, it did because that was the first time. I loved Rambo 3. I, I'm not going to knock the Rambo. The Rambos, I think, are really good series until they got started to yeah, get a little. Gross. Mm -hmm. Until they turned into Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought they were all good. They, they really gave. There, there's. Very few uh, movies that give any credit to the Vietnam story, the people coming back. Right. I, I think that one is, uh, they did a great job with it. And I forget which current Rambo it was, but the one where he literally pulls the dude's heart out of his chest with his bare hand, slides it and went, fatality. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for me, it's, it's, it's Rocky Three. Rocky Three. Rocky Three is Sly's greatest action and i know based on what you said that doesn't qualify it's a, as action it's, it's it's a sport it's a sport movie it's about sports it's a boxing Arnold, movie. Arnold schwarzenegger's greatest action movie ever uh for me it's t2 what a what a what a close runner up but I'll, I'll let you it's t2 for me i'd probably go with you on that because he's actually acting and because of where he was from t1 right, to t2 right. you're like damn yeah but that's not my, my favorite one of my favorite movies to watch him in isn't actually though it's twins Okay, before we get to that, my second runner-up was True Lies. Yeah, I can see that. True Lies is a great, and, and let me tell you, that to me, that movie did wonders for Tom Arnold. It was. He was so good in that. So good in that. But the movie didn't perform at the theaters. That's what hurt Tom Arnold. That's crazy, because that's a great action movie. And you know, listen, man, we discussed it. Some of the best titties Annie and I have ever seen. Jamie Lee Curtis, Trading Places. Man, that stripper scene when she's stripping for Arnold in True Lies and she gets down to the G-string, shit. You know, uh, I just saw this thing. It's called uh, Nudity and uh, it's, it's a documentary, Nudity in, in Cinema or something like that. And Jamie Lee Curtis is on talking about that. And the funny part for her is the reason she lives in Halloween is because she's the only one who doesn't take her clothes off, basically. Mm. And so then she does Trading Places, and that's right. that's the scene. Mm. And so it, it was kind of funny when the, she talks about uh, the nudity and how that works out. Right. Um, True Lies I like because it was it was a spoof on what an action movie is. So it's kind of funny, you know. Right. They're 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 playing with those characters right. in a way that uh, I think the story could have been told better. And I think it, today with all the effects and everything that they can do to make the movie even bigger. Right. I think it could have been a better movie today than it was then. You know what? Uh, I see we're at the 105 mark. This is probably a good place to stop. Uh, join us next week, boys and girls, for part two of our review of the Arnold documentary. And we will also be bleeding into the flash. A little bit of flash. A little bit of flash. On Arnold. On Arnold. <laughs> we're flash on Arnold. A little bit of flash on Arnold. Uh, that would almost make him gay Arnold. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. See y'all next week.
do it face to face? No, I don't. I don't like that way. I don't like to see the face. You mean it? Nope. <laughs> That's crazy. Look. You can get a doggy style. You can get a ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house, and I get to say. Got it? 